One of the most highly debated topics in the creator economy is whether or not you should be, quote, niching down as a creator. And honestly, there's a lot to unpack here because it's a really difficult decision to make. There are a lot of benefits to having an incredibly specific audience that you're targeting where you really hone in on a certain topic, but that can also feel very restricting and lead to content creating burnout. We're human. When we share so much of our lives online, it's difficult for us to talk about only one single topic over and over again and feel like we can't share things outside of that topic that we're really excited or passionate about. If you're feeling stuck, like you can't decide what your niche should be, or you're having a niche, but you feel really stuck, this episode is for you. I'm Kristen Busquet and I've been a full-time creator for over three years and I've brought in over $350,000 from sponsored posts and content creation collaborations with brands so far. Social Scoop is the podcast where we teach you, the entrepreneurial creator, to turn your online influence into a profitable, self-sustaining business. Today, we're diving into all things niches, mission statements, creator sprints, and personal branding. This, my biz BFF, is Social Scoop. Hello, my friends, and welcome to episode 115 of Social Scoop Podcast. My name is Kristen, and as always, I'm so excited that you're here. Last week, we talked a little bit about how River got her DNA test done. I shared the results in my Instagram feed, so you have to go check that out if you haven't already. We were shocked at the results. One thing that I wanted to share with you today, listen, I know this is not a dog podcast, but this was something that was really interesting that I learned. River is very, she runs the house. Let's just be honest. She runs the house. Like she's very outgoing. She loves people, loves dogs, but she's actually very submissive and like very insecure when she plays with other dogs. When I'm not around, Andrew's not around or the Kiko's not around. And so she's been going to daycare once a week, just to kind of like socialize with other dogs. And we've been tasked with trying to help her gain confidence. And so one way that we've been doing that is we've been taking her to like playgrounds, like kid playgrounds, and having her climb all over the playscapes and like giving her treats. And yes, when she does a good job, and she is having so much fun, you guys. So I just wanted to share that little tip with you. If you're someone who has a dog that is very like submissive or feels like they could gain some confidence. This has been so much fun for us and River is like having the time of her life. Outside of dog things, this week we actually do not have any news because I'm recording this episode pretty early because I am out of town as you're listening to this. So we are actually going to be diving straight into today's episode all about niches. So let's get right into it. One question that I hear from creators so often is, do I need a niche? This is something that I feel like so many creators get so stuck on and they let it be this aspect of their business that really like gets them frazzled, right? Like they're like, do I need a niche? I don't know. Can I post this? Because it's, you know, I'm a fashion creator and this is about, you know, my dog or whatever it is. And people feel so restricted by niches. And I think it's a very 
very scary topic for a lot of creators because they feel like if they don't have a niche that they're doing it wrong. So I want to share some perspective on niches that I've gained over the last four years working with other creators who have gone through the process of like freaking out about niches, eventually figuring out what they want to do, and then they feel a lot better about it. So let's first talk about what actually is a niche. If you've never heard this word before, or maybe you've heard it called niche, honestly, I don't know which one is correct. I feel like I've always said niche, but I've also heard people say niche. So if if you are hearing me say it one way or the other, just know that I am going based off of what I have said for the last four years. A niche is essentially your topic that you are specializing in. So when someone calls themselves a fashion creator or a beauty creator or home decor creator, their niche is fashion or beauty or home decor or whatever that is. And what niches are just outside of, you know, calling them what they are to describe them, a niche is essentially what you're posting about. So if someone comes to your page and you call yourself a fashion creator, they're going to expect to see fashion content. Like they're not going to expect to see 5 million different things. Like sometimes you talk about dog toys and sometimes you talk about soccer and sometimes you talk about fashion. They're coming to you and following you for fashion if you're calling yourself a fashion creator or whatever it might be. So a niche is really just kind of like, what is your brand? What are you? Who are you? What can we expect from you? Now, the biggest question here is, do I need a niche? And I want to spend some time unpacking this because I think I have a fairly different perspective on this. A lot of the times, if you go onto TikTok or you go onto YouTube and you look at videos that talk about niches, typically there's creators who will go way one way or way the other. They'll say, yes, you absolutely need a niche. I don't care what anyone says or no, you 100% do not. I land in the middle because I can see the perspective of both of, of these arguments. Let's talk about first why having a niche is a really great thing. If you're someone who can narrow down the type of content that you are creating to a specific topic, it's so much easier for you to be extremely clear with your personal brand. And there's a lot of reasons why that's so great, right? Like when we think about the brands that we love, you know, when we go to Target, we expect a certain experience or a certain type of, you know, products there, or we go to Sephora, like their niche would be beauty, right? Like it's very easy for other companies who are selling products or services to have something that we expect from them. And that's no different with being a creator. So if I am someone who's just scrolling around on TikTok and I'm watching a video that pops up on my FYP, that is someone doing their makeup and I go to their page and I see all videos of this person doing their makeup and I'm someone who really loves makeup, it's going to be so easy for me to instantly hit that follow button because I am so clear on what I'm getting from you when I follow you, right? Like 
it's a little bit more confusing if I find that one beauty video and I'm like, ooh, I really like this. Let me go to this person's page because I want to see what else they do. And then like maybe they have two other beauty videos that you can see recently. Then maybe it's like a parenting hack and then the next one is this, the next one is that. It's a little bit confusing for people and they have to do almost a little bit more like quote unquote research. Like they have to spend a little bit more time scrolling for them to actually decide, do I want to stay here or not? Am I going to follow this person or not? So having a niche, having a specific topic that you cover is going to, I think, help you grow quicker because it's not necessarily about the person like falling in love with you and your personality and being okay with anything you talk about. They're just soaking up the content. If they see that it's all beauty content and they love beauty, cool, boom, done. We like it. We'll probably follow. The other really great thing about having a specific niche is when it comes to brand partnerships and brands reaching out to you, this is going to be so helpful. We talked in last week's episode a little bit about this, where for example, if I'm a brand that has natural and organic beauty products, I'm going to choose a creator that also focuses on natural and organic beauty products more than I'm going to choose a creator who just generally talks about beauty, right? So it's like almost the more specific you are about what your topic is that you cover on your page, the easier it is for a brand who connects with that to say, ooh, I want to work with this person. Because if you have a very specific audience that likes natural organic beauty products and I'm a natural organic beauty line, I know that your audience is going to want to purchase my products because they have the same mission, right? So if I, for example, worked as a beauty brand and just picked a beauty creator in general, some of their audience members may care about it being natural and organic, some may not. So I'm already losing some of the audience there. So the more specific that you can be when it comes to your niche, I think the better for when it comes to brands reaching out to you. So those are just a couple of reasons why I think having a niche is really great. It's just easier for people to understand who you are, what you do, you know, what kind of content they're going to get, what your audience is like. Those questions are almost all answered by you having a very specific niche. Now, the other reason on the other end of do I need a niche is not having a niche, right? Like maybe you are someone who just posts anything and everything that comes to your mind, but people really like you. They like your personality. Like they feel like they're hanging out with you and they really like that. Those type of people, I think don't need a niche because they are really just creating such great connections with their audience that their audience doesn't really care what they post. They're just there to hang out with that person. And I think a really great example of this is Alex Earl. I wanted to use an example that everyone would know. And obviously at this point, Alex Earl, I think has like 6 million followers just on TikTok. She's a great example of someone who doesn't really have a niche. Like, yes, she kind of got post or got started posting mostly like beauty tutorials where she was doing story times and things like that. But I don't necessarily consider her like a beauty creator because if she was a beauty creator, she would very likely be sharing more like tutorials and reviews and first impressions and wear tests. Like that's not what we see from Alex Earl. We see fashion, beauty. We see her family 
family. We see her vlogs of her crazy drunken nights. We see her traveling all over the country. We see like her with her boyfriend or cooking dinner. Like we see all of Alex Earl's life, you know, so many different aspects of it. And so we're not following Alex Earl for a beauty tutorial. We're following Alex Earl because we're like fascinated by her life and we like her personality and we like to basically hang out with her. But I think it's also very clear that not everyone can just start a TikTok account and have that same experience in terms of being someone who can like capture your personality so well that people want to follow you that quickly. I think the issue with not having a niche and depending more on just like you are your niche, your personality is your niche is like, it's going to take time for people to decide, okay, I actually do really like this person. um, And then they follow you, but they're going to have to see very likely multiple times of you coming up on like their for you page. And then eventually they might say, okay, like I've spent enough time with this person that I actually do like listening to them, no matter what they're talking about. Now I'm going to go over to their page and follow them. Like I actually had this experience with, um, Jake, his, he does those funny, uh, like skits where I think his page is called like octopus something. I don't know. You guys know who I'm talking about, but he does the funny skits where it will be like, Oh, pretend you're, um, Noah when he was getting all of the animals on the ark or whatever. But I saw like one video of him on my FYP and I was like, haha, Oh my God, that was funny. Okay. Next video. And then like the next day, maybe I saw another one next day. Maybe I saw another one. And eventually I was like, okay, I I've seen three of this person's videos. He's really funny. Like, I think I like him. Let me go to his page and follow him. But it's not as easy as, ooh, I really like this topic. Go to this person's page. I like the videos that they do on this topic. And now I'm following them. So I think having a niche is going to be quicker and easier to grow. However, it's not mandatory because there are plenty of people who do not have a specific niche and have incredible followings and incredible platforms, but I just think it takes more time for you to grow your page that way. And I want to give you this weird example. I, If you've heard me talk about niches before, you probably heard me say this, but I read this somewhere in some marketing book. When McDonald's first started, McDonald's hamburgers, like they sold hamburgers. That was their thing. They really mastered like the fast, affordable hamburger. Everyone fell in love with them and the experience and how easy it was. And then they loved McDonald's. And once McDonald's like grew this following, then they were like, Ooh, okay, now we can have chicken nuggets. Now we can have salads and milkshakes and da 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 da. But McDonald's didn't come onto the scene and immediately just have like a 75 item menu. Right. And this is very similar to like the niche conversation, because if you can start off with a very specific topic that you talk about, so you start off niche down. And then as you grow and people are like, ooh, I'm here for the beauty content, but I'm also here because I love this creator. Like I love this person. I feel like it's my friend. Then it's so much easier for you to branch out and start talking about other things. So personally, I don't think that there is a right or wrong answer here to do I need a niche, but I do think a really great approach at it that will help you, you know, grow quickly, but also not feel super boxed in is to start off 
niche down. And then slowly as you grow, start to expand what you're talking about. Almost kind of like an 80-20 rule. You know, maybe at first you're like 100% talking about your niche topic. And then as time goes on, you're like more of an 80-20, where 80% is within your niche, 20% is just whatever you want to post that, you know, comes up in your life and feels fun and exciting. The other thing I want to talk about with niches is I don't necessarily think that you always are going to need like one word that describes what type of creator you are, right? Like, and it's sometimes difficult even for me, like when I try and categorize myself as a creator, because I don't know, like, what am I a social media creator? Like, aren't we all social media creators? Like, if you can't say like, I am a fashion creator, I am a beauty creator. If you feel like you're having a hard time narrowing that down, I don't think you need to pick one word. And this almost kind of introduces like this whole new idea that I really enjoy. And this is actually what I teach most of my students is not to pick a niche where it's just one word, because I think that's very difficult for most of us, but more to pick a mission statement. So if you've ever heard me talk about mission statements before, this is essentially where you have this statement that explains your purpose of why you're posting what you're posting. So for example, my mission statement might be something like, I create educational content for aspiring content creators to to learn how to grow a profitable, self-sustaining business. Like at the beginning of every single episode of Social Scoop, you guys hear me say that exact same statement. That's a huge part of my mission statement. And so that is really great because it allows me to talk about so many other things. Like I could talk about you know, a beauty product that I really like for people who are, you know, recording videos all day and get really dry lips. Okay. And I'm not a beauty creator, but that fits under my mission of, I'm just trying to help you create a better business and to take, you know, create a better business. You need to take care of yourself. And that might include, you know, when you get dry lips from talking so much in your videos, you're going to use this lip balm, whatever. So I can get a little bit more creative with the things that I'm talking about, or even the brands that I'm working with because it's so much easier for me to find a way for it to connect with my mission statement than it would be for me to pick one word that describes me and have everything fall into that one category. I think mission statements for that reason are a lot better than niches because they do allow you a lot of flexibility, but you still are very honed in on like a specific thing that you're talking about. And I still follow this 80 20 rule, even with my mission statement. So about 80% of my content, as you'll see, is typically social media, entrepreneurial content creators, building businesses, like you guys know what to expect from me. But 20% is like, you know, me sharing like my anniversary posts with wedding photos or like sharing Rivers DNA test results, like sharing stuff about my dogs and how I take care of them. And I think that's totally fine because I'm allowed to have a little bit of flexibility 
community there because I started off very niche down. And now that I have an audience who, you know, loves me for me, I have that extra 20% of room to play around with because now people know my dogs, they know my husband, and they want to like hang out, right? So don't feel like you're super boxed in. Moral of the story with a niche or a mission statement. I think a mission statement is a lot looser. So if you are someone who's very, very nervous about, oh my gosh, how do I pick one word that describes me? Go for a mission statement instead. Every business you know ever that exists has a mission statement. If you're confused about how to build this mission statement, on November 2nd, I am hosting a free mission statement workshop for our Social Suite members. So if you join us in Social Suite, you'll get access to that workshop, as well as on November 14th, we're hosting an Instagram bio workshop. And we did it in this way because I want everyone to go through their mission statement and perfect that so that when we have the Instagram bio workshop, you'll also be able to incorporate your mission statement into your Instagram bio. So on 11.2 and 11.14, if you're a Social Suite member, you'll be able to join us for free at both of those workshops. I do want to introduce one more concept to you here. And maybe in episodes super, super long ago, you've heard me talk about this. I think for a lot of creators, mostly creators, I think that are just getting started. But honestly, I have conversations with people who have been doing this for a really long time who are feeling lost as a creator who could really benefit from a creator sprint. So this is actually a term that I learned from a friend of mine who I did a podcast episode with a really, really long time ago, uh, Tom Boyd, his name is. And what he introduced was the creator sprint where essentially you have 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, whatever you choose to just go hard in anything and everything that you want to share. So if you're a creator who's like, okay, I really like fashion, but I also really like beauty, but I also really love recipes. And sometimes I like to share like my favorite tech finds and, you know, I have dogs, so I want to share about them. Like if you're like, oh my gosh, I have so much to say, but I don't know what to do with all of it. A creator sprint is an incredible tool for you. And this is something that honestly, sometimes I just do in general um, with the type of content that I'm creating or like the formats to really see what works. So a creator sprint is where you do for those, the period of time, 30, 60, 90 days, whatever you choose, you go hard in creating any type of content that you want. So maybe one day you post a video that's fashion related. One day you do a recipe. One day you do a parenting tip and you just go hard for that period of time. And don't even look at the numbers. You're just thinking like, let me have fun with this. Oh, I want to share this. Cool. I'm going to share this. Like you're not even thinking about strategy. You're just creating and hitting posts creating and hitting posts and not paying attention to the numbers. And so you do this for that 30 or 60 or 90 days. And then at the end of that period of time, you can get two really important pieces of information. First, you're going to learn what you liked to create. You know, like we might say, oh, I want to be a fashion creator. And then you do a couple try on videos and you're like, I hated that. I never want to do that again. That was so annoying. My room's a mess. Like, 
I have to hang all this stuff back up. And if you're in that situation, then you know now, okay, that's not right for me. That's not sustainable for me. I can't see myself doing that every single day, right? So you'll find out what you like and do not like to create. You'll also find out what you're good at and what people respond well to. So maybe you find that in that 30-day period or whatever you choose, in that 30-day period, you posted a ton of different topics, but every time you posted a recipe, it went viral. And so that is great information for you to have because if you really liked creating recipe videos, now you can just create recipe videos. You know, you know they perform well, you know you love creating them, you could do this all day. It's a really great way for you to get an answer to like, what do I post? I don't know what to post. And so I was saying, I also use this sometimes for just formats of posts. Like if I'm feeling like, okay, I don't know what people want to see from me. Like I have so many ideas, but I don't know if people are even going to like them. I might take 30 days to experiment with like every single type of format that I can think of. Maybe one is a clip from the podcast. Maybe one is me talking straight to the camera. Maybe one is a carousel post where people swipe through the information. Maybe one is a green screen video. And I try all these different formats formats out a few times throughout that 30-day period. And then at the end, I can look and see, okay, what was super annoying for me to create? I don't want to do that again. But I can also see what was really fun for me, me to create. And then also look at the stats. What did people really like? Is there any patterns or trends here that I can find? Ooh, every time I did that, it went really well. This is really great information for you to have as a business owner, as a creator. You know, you need to be able to be comfortable experimenting and trying new things because a lot of us get stuck in doing the exact same thing over and over again. And that is a surefire way to end up burnt out and probably quitting at the end of the day. If you were confused about niches and mission statements before this episode, I really hope that at this point, your wheels are turning and you're starting to think about this a little bit differently. Maybe you're changing the way you look at niches and you want to switch to a mission statement. Maybe you're going to come to one of our mission statement and IG bio workshops later in November. Either way, I hope this episode gave you some really great information to help you on your creator journey. As always, my DMs are open if you have any questions and I will see you guys next week. Bye.